You're listening to a 95 BFM podcast. Welcome back to Ashburton. We're uh, about ready to start now. It's political commentary. With Max Harris this morning. Kia ora, Max. How are you today? That's Mario Rachel. Yeah, really good, thank you. How about you? Good. It's nice to chat with you this morning. We're going to talk about uh, what the political parties in this election campaign have currently put on the table for renters. This is prompted uh, slightly by uh, Renters United, the advocacy organisation that speaks on behalf of, of renters or advocates for renters, uh, publishing, I guess, their scorecard this week, which has put, um, I guess, on the on the basis of their scorecard, Greens and uh, Te Pāti Māori at the top with a, an a and an A minus rating respectively. They've given Labour a B, Top a C, National and Act both F ratings. Uh, there's there's other I guess metrics to look at the the party's policies, but just straight off the bat, Max, where do you see the most uh, I guess focus for conversations around rental issues coming in this election? Well, I think what's really striking is actually what's not being talked about around renters and and the fact that. A lot of politicians um, in the main parties um, are not giving attention to, to the insecurity and instability that lots of renters face. Um, I think um, some of what National and ACT have put out in relation to renters is, is really quite concerning. Um, and I think that's um, you know had good pushback from groups like Renters United, but needs um, a bit more attention. So, what, so one example for, is uh, no-fault evictions, which is, is basically means um, you can get evicted um, by a landlord for no reason. Um, I think that's uh, actually quite radically reactive. Oh, we've just lost Max for a second there. I was interested in hearing what he had to say. Hopefully, oh, there we are. You're back. Kia ora, You're Rachel. Back, Sorry. That's all right. I was, I was, just, um, I was just saying that the, the no-fault eviction policy, which, which means, you know, that landlords can evict tenants for no reason, that that's actually like a, a really quite reactionary policy. Um, the UK Conservatives have just... Um, it moved away from that, and this is something that National wants to bring back in. Mm. And um, as others have said, as, as Emily Wright said in a piece, that uh, basically undercuts all other renters' rights because why would you complain that you don't have good enough insulation or yet that your basic renters' rights um, haven't been met if you know that a landlord can evict you for uh, no reason. When, <laughs> when was the last time we saw a policy like this in New Zealand? Is this something that's previously existed in, in rental law here? Yeah, I believe it, um, it, it, it was in existence under the last national government and that as part of a, a raft of reforms, um, the Labour-led government... Uh, over- Oh no, we might be on a bit of a dodgy connection with Max. What we will do is give him a call on the phone so we can have this proper chat. Max, we'll give you a call on the phone so that we can get this conversation uh, non-interrupted. In the meantime, this is Slow Dive.
Got a lovely bit of dramatic music to re-enter to there, Max. Uh, we were talking fair rent in uh, the election policy, fair rental rights, and uh, about the particularly the no-clause evictions, which National and ACT would both like to reinstate. Uh, where were we up to? Yeah, you were just asking whether we'd had that before, Rachel. Sorry about that. And um, Yeah, and I was saying um, I think we did have that under a previous national government. Um, and then I think, uh, you know, listeners might have heard as well about what National's been saying on um, state housing tenants and basically wanting to evict more uh, so-called unruly state housing tenants. And that's, that's a policy that's gotten a bit of attention in the last few days. And I think that's a, a really worrying direction to move in as well. Um, basically... Uh, we haven't really gotten much detail on what the standard would be by which tenants could be evicted, but this is also a kind of return to the past where in, under the last national government there was essentially a pressure towards pushing people out of state housing into private rentals with policies like reviewable tenancies, um, also the sell-off of state housing. And, um, yeah, this appears to be um, a way to try to whip up fear and a negative image of people in state housing when we know actually that um, majority of complaints for people in kind of order housing state housing are for kind of gen- like ordinary neighborly disputes like um, someone in kind of order housing is mowing their lawn um, and so uh, I think what we have to do is kind of step back and, and ask like what, what are the agendas behind these mm. policies and what are the commitments and usually everyone deserves a, a stable home to live in and that means we need enough and more public housing and we need strong and secure renters rights. Well, if we look at Labor, what have they proposed in this election cycle? Have they proposed anything new or are they riding on what they've already done? As, as far as I've seen, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's largely more of the same. There's a, a, a Labor um, manifesto um, to come where there, there may be more um, detail. Um, under Labor, there has been um, intensification um, brought in at a local level, um, which has encouraged um, more supply um, and more, more density of housing. I believe that's, that's partly why um, they've received kind of um, some positive feedback in various um, different scorecards. They've also, of course, brought in the healthy home standards, um, which have um, raised rental standards up to a, a certain minimum, even though I would say there needs to be far more enforcement and resourcing of that. But um, I, I would like to hear more from, from Labour about the detail of, um, of their renters' package. If we look at Te Pāti Māori and the Greens, why are they scoring so well from these various uh, rental advocacy organisations? What is it that they're proposing that is, I guess, ringing true with people working in that sector? Yeah, I think it's a, f- a few things. I think it's um, the talk of um, yeah, thinking about kind of warrant of fitness on homes that um, yeah, beefs up healthy home standards to ensure that we have something a bit like with your car that ensures every home is up to standard. Um, it's a commitment to more um, public housing and more pub- uh, housing for papakainga and um, iwi and hapu-led housing. Um, you know, we, we have a, a really large um, public housing waitlist in this, in this country and also probably a much bigger shadow public housing waitlist, so people that are in need of housing. So what we, what we do need, in my view, is, is, a, is a huge upscaling of um, public housing being built, and I think to Party Māori and the Greens, at least, in the, in the broad drift of what they're saying, um, seem um, more committed to that as an, as an urgent challenge ahead. 
It's been an interesting week uh, for, I guess, the the broader conversation around um, the the thing that I wanted to talk to you about this morning, Max, was specifically this renters' view because I haven't seen much conversation focusing on that in the media. But there has been a lot of conversation about housing and various taxes that might be or might not be uh, brought in to um, change the system as it currently stands. Luxon was on Q and A earlier this week, speaking with Jack Tame, and there was quite a bit of, um, I guess, pushback from Jack Tame on Luxon own uh, position as a landlord. Mm. Did you have any thoughts about this? I think it's been quite an interesting moment in the political calendar this week. Yeah, I saw that interview and I think um, Jack Taylor was right to say that something along the lines of there's been like a lot of focus on the middle and the so-called squeeze middle, not a lot of focus on um, what we call the kind of crushed margins um, in, in our um, kind of welfare advocacy work with, with a group called Fairer Future. Um, I think it was really interesting hearing Jack Tame yeah, challenge Luxon and I think what, on his own investment properties. And what's clear is that I think there's a growing recognition that if you own multiple properties in particular, that is a conflict of interest in policy making that is akin to owning shares in business. And we should we should be clear about recognising that. I mean, what that also brought into relief, I think, is that a lot of nationals' other policies. Um, like um, removing, the, uh, lowering the bright line test um, and changing the rules on interest deductibility. All this sounds a bit technical, but in essence, they're about um, bringing revenue back for landlords mm. um, and, going, and, and going back to having a, a very property-centred economy. And I guess the question that comes up for me is, at a time when we seem to have at last realised that our economy is too dependent on housing, that that creates a lot of instability and insecurity for renters, is now the time really to be giving more power and resources back to landlords and to, to property investors? To play the, the devil's advocate from, from that perspective, though, what Luxton and the National Party are arguing is that if you empower those landlords, they're not going to have to charge their renters so much, and that is going to hopefully bring rental prices down. Do you believe that rhetoric? Is that something that we've seen fact, uh, happen in the past? No, there's not a lot of evidence for that. And yes, you're right. There's this um, interesting indirect argument that we've heard from people like Chris Luxon and Christopher Bishop from the National Party. For example, essentially the argument is kind of what's good for landlords is downstream, down the line, going to be good for renters. So, for example, Chris Bishop said that no reason evictions are good for landlords because I'm trying to be as fair as possible to the argument. The argument is that um, landlords are fleeing the market because uh, rules are too strict on them and that actually when you allow landlords to evict tenants for any reason that will encourage landlords back onto the market and more properties which will be good for renters. The problem there is that there's actually no evidence that landlords are fleeing the market at the moment and further no evidence that landlords are fleeing the market because rules are too strict. In many respects New Zealand's um, housing rules are far looser than our rules all around the world um, and, and what they're pushing for is a, is a kind of added loosening to those rules which um, ultimately is going to create more insecurity um, for, for tenants and for renters. It's definitely going to be interesting to see uh, when Labor does put their manifesto out what that contains uh, for, for renters or for, for people living in this part of our housing uh, situation in Aotearoa at the moment. But yeah, we'll be following this one closely. Thank you so much for your time this morning, Max. It's been great to speak with you. Hopefully we'll uh, chat with you again in a couple of weeks, maybe about Make It 16, which we have not got time for this morning, unfortunately. But um, thanks so much for your time. We will see you soon. Thanks, Rachel. Thanks so much.
You just heard a bit of political commentary. That was a 95BFM podcast. Support 95BFM with a B card. Go to 95BFM.com slash sign up.